We're live. <laughs> oh, we are. We are live, baby. Woo! You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. Alrighty, it is time for happy hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour, whiskey, cigar, spirits, and stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matt Fox. And we are on the round, road. Ra- round three this month. Fight. Oh <laughs> I'm running out of quarters, man. <laughs> running out of everything. We're doing a whole lot of podcasting. But uh, we're out and about. Again, yes. Out of the studios, out of our cages, out of the box. Yes. And uh, what, where did you drag us today, Matthew? Um, I dragged us out back. Actually, I drove, dragged us back to somewhere <laughs> we had visited once before. Yes. And we had learned that in 2019, uh, Motor City Gas Whiskey was mm-hmm. uh, was the best micro distillery in in the U.S. based on Yelp reviews. Am I right in that? The in Yelp the top. Yeah, in Yelp, the top. Yelp gave us uh, put us in the top ten whiskey bars. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then Travel and Leisure magazine that same year named us one of the top twenty distilleries in the country. See, yeah. you know, and you know, we we visited you once before, and we had an absolute riot. You gave us a tour of your distillery, mm-hmm. and it's in a brilliant, brilliant place. Thank you. And, and you know what? It's during this. And I keep saying this. This COVID timeline that we're in right now um, a lot of folks have had to pivot really quickly about sure. how they go about you know business and you being bat in the corporate world in your previous life and yep. then setting up motor city gas whiskey i wanted to come back and really just kind of say hi for one yeah. uh, because what you do here is just extraordinary Thank and you. how you do it is amazing yeah um, and we wanted to learn what's going on with you as a follow-up. The only so. way this could be better is, is if there were people here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your bottom line agrees. Um, yeah, because we're kind of locked down, locked out. Uh, but you're still, we're open. you got a great patio going on. <laughs> I love the patio you have happening. And you're open for carryout, uh, cocktails to go, and, and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thank you for coming back into the Man Cave with us, Rich. Yeah, thank you, know, you, Mr. you for Rich coming. Mr. Rich Lockwood, owner, proprietor. Well, your, your wife is also a big part of this, too. She is. She is. Yeah. She handles the business side of things. Uh, I run things here at the distillery. Uh, I'm the head distiller. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I make the whiskey with the help of uh, the staff here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, we just find a way to make it work. Yeah. You know, you always talk very highly of your staff because they, they're here themselves just as much as you are, just about. Absolutely. Uh, because the, everyone's keeping an eye on what's going on and making sure it's fermenting properly. And it's, you know, cause it's and you said this before, grain to glass. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me for a very long time. Yep. So that's another thing that I truly appreciate what you do here because it's all done on site. Yeah, that right. was very important to us from day one. Uh, we really wanted that grain to glass or grain to bottle mm-hmm. um, vibe. And, uh, you know, I'm a hobbyist turned turn professional. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have I have a very intimate relationship with the products that we make here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a great staff here on both sides of the house uh, helping me make the whiskey, but mm-hmm. then also uh, designing uh, the, the cocktails on this side of the mm-hmm. house that we sell. Um, 
and our kind of our next evolution from going from grain to bottle mm-hmm. is dirt to bottle. Uh, so we've recently acquired a piece of farmland out in Ann Arbor um, that we're calling Motor City Gas Farms. Oh, and um, that's where we are in the process of starting to grow um, all non-GMO organic grains that we'll use here to process into whiskey. So that's our, our first crop out there is going to be a um, heirloom rye called Danko rye, okay. which ri- originated over in um, Poland. Mm-hmm. Oh. And... Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring back back some of those heritage style grains and and use them in some traditional whiskeys, but then also some new age uh, uh, exotic whiskeys that's as well. A, that's, that's fantastic! Congratulations on the expansion. Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, that that's that that's a big step for Could, any for any distillery. That, that was the thing when we were here. You were kind of full to the brim with barrels. Uh, <laughs> it's not a massive place. It's a gorgeous place, but and then real estate in downtown Royal Oak. Yeah. Oh, forget about it. Um, it's yeah, with a with a business like this, uh, where you're exclusively whiskey, and, and all of our whiskeys are barrel aged, mm-hmm. um, we're to the point now where uh, all of our whiskeys spend a minimum of two years in oak barrels before they're ready. With our oldest whiskeys um, being about five years old right now, mm-hmm. um, but that that inventory of barrels just keeps growing and growing, and your yeah. footprint grows and grows. So eventually, you got to find somewhere else to put them. So. Right. Um, that's that's another purpose for the farm as well. You, you have to have stuff, you know, in the wings mm-hmm. waiting, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. And it's going to continue to mature in those barrels, and you're just going to get more out of those barrels as time goes on. Yep. What um, kind of structures are, are they in there, and how secure are the locks? <laughs> no, but no, I, but no. What, what, t- what kind of structures are they in? Because here, you know, there's a cinder block, you know, yeah. brick building sure. and it, you know it's climate controlled and it is what it is yep. right but you know you get your you get the things down south in kentucky and yep. tennessee and you got those rick houses that, sure. that are open to the elements so yep. what what kind of and that really changes the taste of things so absolutely what do, you got, what do you got going on down on the farm so it's a very simple barn yeah. um i want as much exposure to mother nature as possible so yeah, yeah we're not going to temperature control anything we want lots of ventilation going through that barn because uh, you know the barrels breathe like we do yeah. and they take on a lot of the the terroir of their environment mm-hmm. so um you know in, in your structure you're right means a lot i mean a cinder block uh Rickhouse can impart mineralities to the whiskey, whereas something built out of wood or metal or something else, right, uh, right. all of them kind of create different nuances on the, the whiskey's aging in the barrels. But um, yeah, we, we, we're we really excited about getting our barrels out into nature and, yeah. and, and letting... So this could really change the profile of, uh, of some of your distillates. Sure, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yep, we're, uh, we're starting with rye and bourbon exclusively out there, mm-hmm. uh, keeping my single malts in-house here. I do like to... Um, adjust the humidity and temperature slightly mm-hmm. with the single malts for, for a little bit different style. But yeah, the bourbons, we just want to run wild out, <laughs> out in the weather and, and, and we'll see what happens. I love it. Now, the, the barrels out in, that are out in Ann Arbor, do you do anything differently inside them? Do you scorch them at all yourself? Or how, how, what does that look like? So at the moment, we don't do any barrel conditioning ourselves. Um, we're about to embark on um, retoasting and recharring some existing barrels. But all of the, you know, with bourbon and rye, um, here in the states they have to be brand new barrels and they have to be a heavy char all of those we get from kentucky okay. um we let the professionals handle that because <laughs> um, there is an art to that yeah. and, oh gosh, and especially yeah. um 
you know, keeping those barrels consistent um, in the flavor that they're going to produce. So there's, there's, you know, two char, three char, yeah. four char. Sure. There's like all the different uh, grades of, yeah. of that. It's like, um, uh, it's just me and some give me a gas two. and a match. Give me a number two, out, please. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's all done by time. You know, they yeah. they let it burn for a certain amount of time and. Uh, uh, so we leave that to the professionals for consistency, uh, but we are um, uh, getting ready to play around with taking used barrels, mm-hmm. uh, scraping them down and retoasting them and charring them uh, ourselves for mm-hmm. some little small batch single barrel stuff. You know, you, one of the things that you had spoke about last time was the, the community that you have here in the industry. And, you know, having barrels that were previously with, uh, with, with the beer company, right? Yep, yep. Are you, are, does that, that's still happening, is, yeah. is it not? We still do quite a bit of that. We, uh, we trade with uh, the beer brewery across the street here. Uh, we've got some cideries and meaderies around that we play with, um, wineries. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll play with pretty much anybody. I mean, yeah. we've teamed up with uh, Pitmasters before and aged bourbons in a barbecue sauce barrel so oh. um yeah nothing's that's nothing's off spicy no, <laughs> no taboos and that was the thing that's why we wanted to to revisit because mm-hmm. you always have new expressions coming out a, yeah. a new concoction of uh, of some kind what are yeah. what are the mainstays again what are what are the mainstays? so belly up bourbon and royal oak rye are our two whiskey mainstays uh they're pretty traditional styles belly up bourbon um uses a little bit of rye in the grain bill uh rye or royal oak rye uses a little bit of, of corn mm. in the grain bill but for the most part they're pretty traditional styles um they're good sippers but they also work really well in cocktails mm-hmm. um our apple, we have a barrel-aged applesauce moonshine that we do for the... I've, the, I've, I've had that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I, I got a few snorts from you the last time I was here, and I took okay. them on a ski trip. Yeah, I, that, that applesauce moonshine just uh-huh. was amazing. As I'm sitting 30,000 feet in the air, and I'm just sipping on moonshine, because I could. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. But. Yeah, it's, it's a little sweeter. It's kind of the go-to for our customers that don't like the full strength of whiskey, yeah. a little lower alcohol, a little sweeter. And then from there, uh, the rest of our list, we kind of just have fun with. That's kind of our staple is a constant revolving list of whiskeys with no set rotation. Uh, The barrels tell us when they're ready and um, we normally have 14 to 18 different style whiskeys at a time. Again, all all straight whiskeys, age minimum of two years in the barrel and um, they all just kind of rotate and um, we like it that way because it uh, gives people a different experience every time they come in. Right. You know, one of the things I do appreciate, though, is that you let it age for that two years because you can put it in the barrel and leave it for a month and then pour it out and bottle it and say, hey, here's whiskey. Exactly. Right. But you actually take that time to let it age and let it mature and then and then bottle it or indoor pour it into a cocktail when you feel it's ready. Correct. Yeah. Right. No, the goal here is to get our, our whiskeys as old as we can. You know, I'd love someday to be able to have a 10 and 15 year old whiskey mm-hmm. uh, to talk about. It, it's difficult when you're this size because, you know, we make whiskey as fast as we can. Sure. Um, but to keep the lights on, you know, you, you've got to sell some of that to bring the revenue in. So it's a challenge, but we've been doing a pretty good job of um, letting dust collect on barrels and, and getting the age up. What about um, taxes, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that's a big issue in, in, in Kentucky and yep. Tennessee. Uh, are those federal taxes? Because you, you pay taxes as the barrels sit. Are those federal taxes or are those? We, we pay a federal tax and we also pay a state tax. As they and, sit. And both, so both are significant. Yeah. Every, every um, year as a barrel sits, it's uh, getting taxed and taxed. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. 
So it's just so they could fix them damn roads. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all on your back. Yep. And uh, Michigan is a fairly high tax yeah. rate for this type of industry. Okay. So um, that is one of the biggest challenges is, um, um, you know, especially when you get into distribution where uh, you've got the taxes and then you've got the distributor fees and all of that. There is no self-distribution legal in Michigan at the moment. Um, the, the, the Michigan Distillers Guild is, is petitioning for some of those things, but okay. um, we don't, don't have them yet. Now you, you continue to grow your inventory, but then mm. there's a cost to that. Absolutely. Right? So if, if anyone really wanted to start their own distillery, you really have to do your research and understand the cost behind all of that. Oh, yeah. You can't just willy-nilly, hey, guess what I'm going to do? Yeah. You know, you have to have a solid plan in, and maybe even a succession plan after that because 10, 15 years later, who knows? Yeah. Right? Because you're going to want to retire one day, I would imagine. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, there's yeah. a legacy that could potentially be sure. involved for Motor City Gas. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, last time we talked, you were... Uh, you were a brand new father, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So how's the little one? How's your son? He's amazing. <laughs> Aiden, he's uh, two and a half now, and uh, he's picking up speed, so he's keeping me in shape, uh, chasing him around. Yeah, you have your running shoes on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to your point, I mean, uh, ideally, someday I would like to hand this off to him yeah. rather than rather than sell it you know yeah. i'd like this to be a long long-term game for yeah. us for sure see aiden pay attention yeah, that's right <laughs> so now we we like we mentioned earlier that we had we had had a couple young ladies from st louis uh, on the show and we were talking and they 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 were claiming that st louis had uh, a, a lot of micro distilleries going mm -hmm. on I, I believe michigan mm -hmm. um is in is in the running for having some of the most micro micro distilleries yep. uh, around. What's what's making Michigan so good for for this business? Um, you know, I think the uh, craft beer movement had a lot to do with that. Um, not only with helping to, um, you know, the the craft beer is a few years ahead of, of craft distilling and getting legislation eased up, mm. uh, but they they kind of um, helped that along. And then I think it also helped with um, consumer tastes because. Mm. We're kind of in the same boat where, um, you know, we're, we're promising people a better product at a higher price point, and a lot of people are skeptical mm. to, to come over and, and try craft. And I think uh, the craft like beer guys. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the craft beer guys um, kind of uh, prime the pipe you know, with consumers for craft distilling. So um, I, I give them a lot of credit for the success that we've seen here, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, what is what's new on on the shelf? Um, something is there something new and unique that uh, you got going? Yeah, so um, we got a lot new going. Um, you know, when COVID hit, um, we kind of had to lock things down for a little bit. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. we, we switched over to making hand sanitizer for a while and completely shut production down. Nope. Um, but then, you know. After that, when we had to get back online mm -hmm. and start generating revenue again uh, the, the way we used to, um, we were trying to decide what direction to go, mm -hmm. and we just decided we were going to take it head on, mm -hmm. and we decided that we were going to release more whiskeys this year than we ever have since we've, we've been open. Mm -hmm. So uh, this fall alone, um, we're releasing uh, 10 new whiskeys, mm -hmm. and uh, the... Final one is going to be tomorrow, uh, which is called Enfuego, which is a uh, tequila barrel aged rye Ooh, whiskey. Okay. So yeah, lots and lots of new whiskeys out. Um, some of them have sold out already. We, we've been getting a ton of support from the locals um, that that come in here and show us lots of love. Yeah. Um, you know, 
buying up all our stock, but we, we appreciate that. Yeah. And it, it, it's a tremendous help for sure. So are you, are you guys available only here? Yeah, we have not uh, sold through out. stores uh, okay. since we opened. Okay. Uh, retail distribution, I can't say it's something we'll never do, I mean, right. especially with the pandemic. It's mm -hmm. something we've been talking about a lot, sure. but it's it's never really been our style. We've always liked being the mom and pop shop in yeah. the distilling world here locally. I, I like the word destination. You know, it's a mm -hmm. destination to come to when you're in Michigan or you're in Detroit. You know what? You should go and visit this place yep. because they have, a, they have an amazing process. They have an amazing, you know, flavor you yep. know, for what they do. Yep. So, yeah, continue that and just kind of grow upon that and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so what about uh, uh, mail order? Are you are you allowed to? No, unfortunately, uh, here in Michigan, we're not allowed to ship directly to households. Okay. Um, that's another thing that the Guild has, has been working on. Right. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, they've loosened up some of the laws with uh, to-go cocktails, right. um, which were never allowed before the pandemic, and yeah. uh, home delivery of, of cocktails and stuff like that. But, um, uh, yeah, that's something that we're big proponents of because I think it helps the smallest guys in the industry get started right. and then eventually become bigger distilleries that help the bigger distributors. When it comes to that to-go cocktail, what's something that I did learn is that if you go to a place and you get a, you get a cocktail and then mm -hmm. you say, hey, can I get a to-go cocktail? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. Mm. You know, and they just don't allow you to come and get a drink and then leave with a drink. Oh, right? it's got its own to go only. It's got to be a to go only. You can't only have one thing. on site and then take one for the road. I, try, I tried that at a Mexican restaurant, ah. had a martini, and they tried, <laughs> or a, uh, what are those called? I don't remember. But uh, try to get uh, a drink to go, and they're like, "Yeah, no, margarita." Is what yeah, I'm everyone's like, yeah, no. everyone's handling it a little different. I know a lot of people in town that have just decided they don't like the idea of to-go cocktails at all. Sure, because yeah. um, li liability. So yeah. it, it's it's tricky times, you know, yeah. and it's it's changing every week, and um, you, you got to weigh all those yeah. things. The are, we're we pay, are we paid up the, on liability? Is yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to come back to the to-go cocktails because I want to find out about the containers and how you're packaging them, how you're shipping them out. But we got a couple things uh, on a board in front of us. Yes. Yep. Um, it's, so, uh, so these yeah. are two of our latest releases. Okay. Um, one is uh, called Jacked Up, and this is our take on a Tennessee-style whiskey. Okay. All right. So... Um, Serendipitous from... <laughs> All right. So cold-filtered, filtered... filtered? Um, it's charcoal filtered. Charcoal so filtered. that's what's unique to Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee whiskey technically has to be made in Tennessee. So yeah. this is a Tennessee style. <laughs> um, but we uh, harvested a sh sugar maple tree, uh, yard aged it, uh, which helps the wood decompose a little bit before we char it ourselves in-house. So we essentially create our own charcoal and slow drip filter this whiskey through 10 feet of that, which wow. is the traditional way that they do it there. Um, it's not activated carbon, so it's not stripping out the flavors, yeah. um, but it's it's imparting a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of a different wood character than you get from the barrel, um, and I find it mellows it a, a little bit too. Jacked up. That's <laughs> jacked up. I wonder why it's so called jacked up. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, it was like, because we were doing, we mentioned the uh, Uncle Nearest, the Nathan Nearest Green story, yeah. and uh, how he was instrumental in that whole process, mm -hmm. and how that was imported yeah. from Africa. From that, West Africa, uh, yeah. Those practices were imported from Africa yeah. uh, to mellow things out a little bit. So Jacked Up is a Tennessee style. Tennessee style, whiskey. yeah. So, so what's the mash bill on it, and what's the proof? Um, so we've got about 15% rye in there, mm -hmm. um, about 10% 
uh, malted barley from mm -hmm. Motor City Malt House in Shelby Township. Like to keep it local. Yep. Yeah. Um, all of the grain in this uh, bottle is is uh, locally grown, and then obviously manufactured in house here from grain to bottle. Mm -hmm. um, and then we uh, double distill it. We drip slow drip it through that ten feet of charcoal before barrel aging. Uh, then it spends four years in a barrel. Oh, wow! And um, then we bottle it just a hair over a hundred proof. So. Okay. okay. So this was right. already here when we were here the last time. It was just uh, in the barrel. Yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. hanging out. It was just yeah, hanging yeah. out. It was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ready. <laughs> it's ready. So that's um, I, I'm excited about that one. Um, yeah. Take one down, pass it around. Yes, sir. All right. So when when, when you knows this, Rich, what should someone expect when they just throw their face into the uh, in, into the glass itself so the first time i dive into the glass with my nose uh, i'm not looking for flavors i'm looking for the strength of the whiskey mm -hmm. um how, how how far i want my nose in the glass mm -hmm. if you move your nose around the rim of the glass a lot of times you'll find different nuances mm -hmm. um so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how strong the whiskey is before i go in there and take a big huff and burn all my <laughs> my nose buds so yeah, yeah. um and then the second time that i go in uh, I'm looking for some top line flavors, mm -hmm. and then when I go in the third time is when I'm really looking for more of the details in the whiskey. Right. And I'm looking at everything from flavor profiles to strength to um, what kind of uh, char that I think was used in that barrel. Mm -hmm. um, initial aromas that I get, mm -hmm. and then ones that linger after I'm done nosing it. I can hear banjos. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and this one, we, we proofed a little higher than a lot of our whiskeys. We felt that it held up well at a higher strength. Um, everybody's taste buds are a little different. Yeah, this yeah. one does nice with an ice cube or two or a splash of uh, room temperature water. Um, I actually like it slightly cut a little bit, okay. um, but we get a lot of customers in here that like the, um, the, the full strength. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I'm, you know, my, my first thought of this was I'm getting, I'm, I definitely get the, the, the grain mm -hmm. of this, you know, kind of right off the nose sure. and I keep going back and keep nosing it and it's getting more, I want to say fruit, mm -hmm. but there, there's something sweet that I'm also getting. The out first of. Yep. thing I got was sweet when I smell. I get it. dark fruit for sure. Yeah, yep. is that more of a blackberry feel yeah, you know, yeah. than anything else? Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to dive in. I'm going to dive in. <laughs> I Go I for did. it. I sipped. I guess it's it's uh, so it's called jacked up, but it's 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 its own profile. There's there's not uh, it's not like oh this tastes mm. like mm -hmm. um, so. Oh, that's got a really nice feel on the palate too. Yeah. It's just it's just sitting back and it's just it's slowly you feel that heat going through your chest. Right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> that's a great feel. And similar to nosing, when I'm tasting, I'm usually not looking for a whole lot on the first taste. My first no. sip of whiskey. No. Uh, it's it's just to adjust your palate. Yep. And then when when you go in after that, you you can usually you find more, more. flavor out of it. Mm -hmm. Let it sit on your tongue for a quick second. For before. sure on that second taste man i i'm i'm not struggling but i'm i'm just because i got that that nice burn what's the proof on this you said it was just over 100 uh 100.5 100.5 okay yep. 
you know, and, and, you know, but you can tell on that it's mm-hmm. not overwhelming in any way, shape, or form. So my my teeth are still there, right? <laughs> you know, right. some things you'll taste, and the next thing you know, you can't feel the back of your head. Absolutely, right? I wouldn't. This, I wouldn't have said just if you hadn't told me what the proof was. I wouldn't have said it was up that high. Well, yeah. it's hanging out now. Yeah, it's warm now. Yeah, it's, it's just that nice warm. Um, but it, yeah, so it's not a, a, a kid, like you said, it's not kicking you in the teeth. Yeah. Um, no, there's a, the warm is hanging out now. Yeah. You know, okay. it's just, it's just lingering. You know, it's it's coating as mm-hmm. it's coating your. your your throat and everything it just it hangs yep it's just a, a wonderful feeling yeah yeah it drinks oh. drinks a little easier to me than a hunter proof um the charcoal filtering probably has a little bit to do with that mm-hmm. but yeah i get more front of the mouth burn than i do uh, back, back of the palate but there's just a warm that's sitting mid-tongue afterwards and just staying there for me yeah which i like the burn to me on this one it, it evolves a lot mm-hmm. in my mouth yeah. and that's one of the things i really like about this whiskey yeah, the, the spice that i'm getting out of it you know it's i'm starting to feel more apple yeah, <laughs> the yeah. spice a little bit which is kind of strange mm-hmm. um but it's just that the spice is right on point yeah you know for 100 proof it's you, you wouldn't think you would think it's more yeah. than 100.5 sure right sure but that spice is there yeah and it's only 15 percent rye which is yeah. you know where the most of the spice comes from um so it's surprisingly spicy for uh, for, uh that amount of rye in mm-hmm. it yeah it's really nice jacked up jacked up jacked <laughs> up so um you had one barrel of this, or how many barrels of this did you do? Uh, that's a single barrel, and okay. then we've got another barrel aging right now. Okay, and, and so I plan to uh, typically when you when you when you when you drain a barrel, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's the about how many bottles you get out of it? Generally speaking, it kind of changes. Yeah, it does. You know, a lot depends on um, the proof that you bottle it oh, at, because oh, when yeah. you cut it down, you're going to get more volume out of it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot depends on how long you age it, because you're losing to sure, evaporation every sure. year. Yeah. yeah, but 250 to 300 is is typically where you're going to end up with okay. if you're if you're going with all fifths. Mm. So how many how many did you get out of this barrel? Ooh, I don't even remember oh, what okay. we got on that one. I, I actually think that this was a barrel that leaked a little bit on us. Oh, okay. Uh, which happens on occasion. Sure. And um, so I don't think we got a full full barrel out of this one. But I don't remember the exact bottle and, count uh, of slap offhand. on seal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which like is the another <laughs> which is another stress about you know, aging barrels off site is yeah. I'm used not, to, I'm used to being able to monitor everything hey kids, here. How we doing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, you want to have control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's always your favorite barrels that, that leak on you. And that's yeah. just Murphy's law. Sure. Yeah. I hate Murphy. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, you said you have another barrel of this rusting. Is it going to rest for another couple for another year, or what are your thoughts about the next version of Jacked Up? So, the barrel tells us when it's ready. Okay. You know, we go yeah. through and and we taste the barrels on a most of them on a regular basis, and we try to make our decisions strictly on when we think that whiskey has peaked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whiskeys will generally get better with time uh, but they go through peaks and valleys yeah. during that yeah. and part of the game is is trying to pick that barrel when it's peaking mm. um, you know like I said there's some instances where you have to pull stuff a little sooner than you'd like to to generate a little bit of right. cash flow but um, we, we usually try to um, let the barrel tell us yeah. when that barrel and, and that's why you know when I say our whiskey list has no set rotation is because right. we don't know what's coming next sure. you know yeah. we're tasting all the time uh, but we're just kind of waiting for one to, to tell us it's ready. Hey, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I approve of the jacked up. That's, uh, 
I like that one. Yes. Thank you. That was really nice. So you said you had another one uh, out here as well. Yes. So the next one is uh, impeached. So I'm hitting you guys <laughs> yep. with another overproofed whiskey. Okay. So. Well, go big or go home. <laughs> uh, here we are. <laughs> so um, the man cave as it happens. This one's a step up proof wise. This is a cask proof whiskey, uh, 110 proof. Oh. Um, this is a rye whiskey, a high rye. Okay. Uh, so a lot of spice. What's um, interesting about this one is that we aged it with peaches dropped right into the barrel. Okay. So the peaches age with the whiskey. You All did right. that with the pear. We yep, we've yeah. got a pear one going like that. Um, we've uh, we've got a few fruit experiments going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it uh, it's interesting because aged fruit delivers a little bit different uh, quality than than fresh fruit does. It's mm. not bright and vibrant. Um, it, it's kind of like an aged whiskey where you get more of those antiqueish type right. qualities out of it. All right, so, so minimum two years. How long has this guy been hanging out? Uh, this one's been in the barrel for a little over four years. Okay, another um, And I, like I said, 110 proof, so it's a strong one. Wow. Uh, we didn't load the barrel up with peaches so that it would be a peach infusion. Uh, it's a very uh, background note. Okay. Uh, I thought it was more election-based than anything else. Uh, no, <laughs> we don't like to get political here. <laughs> So it's impeached because it you have that peaches in the, the barrel. Peaches in the barrel. Yep. Okay. Is yep. it a little lighter? I just it's, it's, I know there's not a ton on the glass, but is it generally? A little I can't bit? tell if it's our spotlight shooting yeah, through the yeah, glass yeah, yeah. or if it's. I'm trying. I'm looking at the legs and the, it's just coating the glass in such a, lot a nice of oils way. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it just hangs on to the side of the glass. And, and the smell. A, I'm just. It's it's it's. I wouldn't call it fruity mm-hmm. yet on my first sniff, but it's different. It's. Yeah. Um, Almost, I, I would have actually, if you hadn't said it was impeached and mm-hmm. you didn't, if I was just, I would have put a floral on it before I put a fruit on it. The nose doesn't remind me of a rye whiskey at all. No. And this is a rye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a high rye. So you'd expect a lot of those typical qualities, but I don't, I don't get that. I almost get apricot personally. Mm-hmm. Like a dried apricot. Yeah. Hmm. But that 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 flower that flower becomes a, a a fruit like a soft fruit yeah yeah I definitely got the peach mm-hmm. on that and not because you said it there's peaches in it but there's definitely a peach feel yeah uh, to this rye that that's actually really and there's hardly for 110 this one drinks very smooth for for that proof yeah for yeah, sure. I'm not getting the bite mm-hmm. that you would typically get from a, from a rye. Yep. Right. I'm not getting a big bite out. Well, after of the swallow, it like opens up. Yeah. 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 In the mouth, like just explodes. Yeah. It's a it's it's long on the palate. Um, I think the peaches help with um, uh, smoothing the whiskey out a little yeah. bit. Um, that wasn't the intent of putting them in the barrel, but I think they they definitely help. It's out. a happy accident, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is that what the is that, is that's what Bob Ross calls it? But happy accidents. All right. There's a there's a fluffy little cloud of oh my flavor in my mouth. It's uh, <laughs> no seriously with the the sip was sitting there, and it wasn't doing too much, and then when I swallowed, it just it, the mushroom cloud just right. covered, um, and the flavors all just went nuts. Yeah. This would be something that I would marry. <laughs> we have a rating system, Rich. It's called Screw, Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, Mary, you're actually going to buy it, take it home, and you know, and share it with friends or what have you. Kill it, never do it again. You know, Screw around with it when you're yeah, out and about, uh, right? I smell, I this smell would, this now that it's on marry. my palate, I smell more of the peach in, yeah. in the nose. 
Cindy, Cindy George, uh, checking in on the, the socials. Oh, and hi, she Cindy. said, she said, I just got in. Where are you guys at again? And <laughs> what are you drinking? We're at Motor City Gas in downtown Royal Oak. And uh, we're trying some of their whiskey. And this one is called Impeached. Impeached. Yes. Coming in, coming in hot at 110%. But it doesn't, it's, there's not a, there's it's not, not a burn. That, no, to no. It. So, and that's so the thing, you have to be careful with this one if you're at home and you're just, you know, watching a couple, you're binging a few shows. So a, bar- a barrel be is careful with this what, uh, 55 gallons or something? 53 is a standard size. Gallons. Yeah. And how many peaches roughly did you put in? Uh, uh, there was 10, about 10, 30, 100? It was about two bushels. All right, it's probably, uh, it's probably 60. That's tasty. Oh, uh, I got to do math now. I can't remember <laughs> how many pounds that, that equates to, but it was, uh, I remember two bushels of peaches. It was a long time All ago. All right, so two bushels, <laughs> two bushels. <laughs> yeah. That's a bushel. All right, so a little bushel, ba- bushel, bushel basket. All right, <laughs> bushel basket. There's is the whiskey the kicking in already? There, there Jamie. <laughs> That's the 110 proof talking. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you have to be very careful with this one because mm-hmm. it will it, it'll bite you. Yeah. You know you have to be very careful on this one. Yeah, know? I get a different experience every time I go into that glass. You know, sometimes the grain shines through. Mm-hmm. I do get a little bit of that floral that you were speaking of. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a flower. Some sort of white flower, not baking flour, but a white flower as it starts. But then, as you as once you swallow, it's like just a cloud of Almost flavor. Daisy-ish. Daisy flower. Yeah, I've yeah. never really eaten a daisy, but I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> but it, it's well. The, the taste has a the taste it correlates to a smell that I'm familiar with. Sure. And, and the, that's that's it's like a daisy-ish. For sure. Yeah, it's a good call there, Matt. Um, oh, I like that. So how does this hold up to ice? Because this is, you know, that uh, peach taste. I prefer that one straight up. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, That's one that we tried at lower proofs, and uh, it's still good, but um, and it opens up some different things. But we just felt at 110 is where it where it really peaked. Yeah, yeah. Now as it sits on my palate, I I feel like a little dried raisin almost Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on this one too. Okay. Yeah, that's just my palate. It's still novice. Don't get me, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. No. But, you know, I, I start to understand a little bit more if I when I try different things. And I'm looking for something that's just hitting me. You yep. know, in the back of my, your Rolodex is going through. And you're like, what is that? T-? And then all of a sudden it hits you. Yeah. Right? And that, that, that's where that dried raisin comes from. Yeah, the complexity is what I like most about this one. Like I said, every time I, I come out of the glass, I feel like I found something different. Yeah, I'd marry it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would marry this in a heartbeat. Because that, that's just, it's its almost festive, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, it doesn't have that rye feel, really, yeah. even though it is a rye. Uh, what's the mash bill on this one? Did we talk about that? Um, so that's a high rye. So that's uh, 90% rye, 10% uh-huh. malted barley, again, from uh, Motor City Malt House in okay. Shelby. And then the okay. peaches uh, in put in there peaches go right in the barrel um is that, is that at the beginning right. stages or is that after no a we let it age for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then the last two years uh over a little over two years two and a half years i believe it was we we put the peaches in right. now let the angel share creep yeah, out a yeah, little bit yeah you got room for the peaches then you got room that's right <laughs> <laughs> so when you were adding the peaches were you a little bit scared by doing it or was this something you already had planned yeah i mean you know we're uh we're a mom and pop shop distillery, like yeah. I said. So, um, you know, anytime you're messing with 53 gallons of whiskey, you know, you're, you're sweating a little bit, Absolutely. but, um, you know, we were just confident that if it didn't work out, we could find, find something else to do with it. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, blend it or, mm-hmm. or, or, or make it or work redist- somehow. We distill it. 
Re, yeah. Well, we hope we don't have to redistill it after four years. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But, um, for four years. Yeah. but yeah, we just had a good hunch that, um, you know, we're not the first to do this. It's, it's right. been done before. And, right. um, uh, we just had a good hunch that it was going to work out for yeah. us. But, you know, I think the, uh, the nice thing about aging the peaches in the barrel, when you get fresh peaches, it tends to dominate and that's what you get as peach. Right. Uh, whereas with this, um, peach might hit you once in a while, but mm-hmm. you're also getting a co- complex variety of a bunch of other things as well. So that's the thing that's, like I said, there's a starting flavor, um, and that's the rye. That's the rye, and it's not quite clove, but it's a spice. Mm-hmm. But it's not spicy spice, it's a spice. Mm-hmm. It's not like, ooh, that's a mm-hmm. spice, yeah, but it's a, it's a spice, um, you know, uh, yeah, all spice mm-hmm. or something, but... Uh, not quite a clove, but no. there's a spice. But then the, the after the after the swallow is the the peach and the, the floral that's taste. That's I just, yeah, that's yeah. And that is a double oaked product, so mm. it starts off. You know, like I said, rye has to be in a new charred barrel mm. to be a rye. Right. So we do that, and then we moved it to an ex bourbon barrel, mm. and that's when we put the peaches in. Okay. Right. So. Um, you you are very well adept at distilling whiskey as a master distiller, right? And, and you, that's where you have a lot of your forte. But then your staff, you kind of re- do you rely on them for the cocktails? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I rely on them on the whiskeys as well. I um, I'm a big believer that you know everybody's palate's different, and I, I like what I like, but that doesn't mean you're going to like it. So um, we do group tastings here, and um, we'll, we'll taste on different days. Mm-hmm. Um, in case our, our palates are off certain days, mm-hmm. but it's it, everything's a collective decision. Um, mm-hmm. It's not often that I, I will just run with a whiskey because I like it. Right, um, right. It's got to be a, a number of people who, who agree with that. Right. Um, so yeah, in most of the people here, um, you know, if they don't now, have at one point in time have worked both sides of the houses. They've made whiskey and they mm-hmm. work the bar, so that not only creates an interesting experience for customers here, but um, it really adds benefit to both sides of the house, whether you're making cocktails or making whiskey, you, right. you understand both. And, um, uh, but they do an amazing job with, uh, taking those whiskeys yeah. and creating really cool cocktails right. with them because they were there from the infancy oh, yeah. uh, of that. So they, yeah. they kind of understand where their pal lies and what they feel would really mix well to make a fantastic cocktail Yeah, with what they are creating themselves. For right? sure. Yeah. And I, I, th- I throw a lot at them, you know, I'll, throw some crazy whiskey at him and say hey you gotta <laughs> you gotta come up with a cocktail for this and every, every time they come back with something amazing yeah so that's I, a good step yeah mm-hmm. it's always a good step and and jen one of your uh, young ladies here go ahead jen you're, you're good huh. customers first man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but how long has jen been here uh with you at motor city gas jen's been here at least a couple years now um eric uh that you met last time yeah. he's been here the longest he's been here almost since, since day one he's not here he's <laughs> not we have to give him a day a uh, night off once in a while he's sleeping on the cot <laughs> in the back All that's, right, that's right <laughs> um but yeah we've um we're a family here and and we've um have the luxury of having people who have stuck around for a very long time mm-hmm. and that helps a lot yeah. that helps a lot that speaks volumes to you as a business owner you know keeping your employees engaged you know, with what you're doing and allowing them to have so you know, that, that ability to just create themselves sure. and then say, Hey, not only did I create this, I also made this out of it too. Yeah. Right. So Yeah, we, we try and keep uh creativity live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always challenging them to uh to 
be creative and, and swing for the fence mm-hmm. and, and go out there. And, and, you know, a lot of times we got to dial things back if it's not working, but, um, uh, we have an incredibly creative staff and, and like I said, that helps on both sides of the house. Now, is that something you look for in anyone that walks in the door and say, Hey, I, I'm looking to be a part of the team. So what is it that, what does that look like? What is that you're looking for in an, in an individual that wants to get involved? The thing I've found is that it's very, very hard to, from a one hour, 20 minute interview, yeah. know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it just takes some time working with people mm-hmm. and uh, melding and figuring out if it's going to work or not. Um, I've, I've been incredibly fortunate mm-hmm. where um, almost everyone who has come through here has, has ended up being a great fit. And um, that has done a ton to, to keep, keep Motor City Gas moving yeah. along. It speaks volumes about, about your, your integrity at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So thank you. you yeah. No, that. thank you. We, we, uh, we try and keep it family-like here. Mm-hmm. and keep it loose and fun and creative mm-hmm. and I, I think that helps and, and shines through in the products that we serve mm-hmm. i would have to agree <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to uh the summer and mm-hmm. the extended patio because that wasn't yeah. there before that was yeah. an adaptation for the crazy world we're living in yep. is that going to stay is that a plan to keep that uh i hope so um it, you know that was something that the city gave us okay. um, the city of royal oak has been amazing at helping us through this pandemic. And um, one of the things they did was allow us to um, use that to take our seats inside and move them out. Mm -hmm. Um, And we really appreciate that. Um, I would love to keep that patio going, but we'll have to see. As I I drove by, I'm like, ooh. I go, this is a little chilly tonight. It's about 34 (laughs) degrees outside today. But uh, you got space heaters and stuff out there. Mm -hmm. So if it's a mild 40s or 50s day, people could hang out. Yeah. We don't open it every day, um, but if we get a a warm streak, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll open it up. We got some heaters out there. You must have had an amazing November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that was pleasant. Um, yeah, COVID has just uh, it, it. It's been crazy trying yeah. to trying to keep up with everything, and um, you know I got to give more props to the staff. They've been great at uh, being nimble and adapting, uh, literally every week. As we've been sitting here yeah. uh, recording. Customers are coming in. People yeah. are coming in and buying stuff. Jen is running back and forth yeah. and, and mixing stuff up and, and bagging things up for folks and. Yeah, and almost everybody who comes in um, knows the staff here, yeah. and they, they you can just tell when they're talking to each other that there's uh, a friendship that's been <laughs> no developed. Shushing. No shushing allowed. <laughs> 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 Bottle two, even better. Nice. Take it to the brewery and come back. So there's a couple of little sample packs here. Is this yeah. something special uh, around holiday time, or are these uh, what are these little sample packs? We call those our snort packs. All right, so uh, they're whiskey snorts. Because you had a couple, you had the as you mentioned earlier, you yeah. took a couple mm-hmm. skiing with you. You had yeah. the moonshine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are the little snort packs? Yeah. So we've got little six packs, and um, we usually pull them out during the holidays and then uh, around Father's Day. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they sell like crazy. It's just uh, six different style whiskeys that we make, mm-hmm. and we have fun with it. Sometimes we'll do throwbacks where they're all all whiskeys that we don't have anymore uh, that we made in the past um, we have some of those and then we also have a holiday pack and um, yeah they just they sell as fast as we can make them people yeah. love them they, they, I mean it was just I just saw it there I was like ooh look at that <laughs> when I, I'm a sucker for yeah. a little, I little baby mason tonight, jars I'm like snorts whiskey, you know? <laughs> 
So yeah, that was like a ton of fun. And uh, we talked about that the last time, the bottling and the and the packaging. We mm-hmm. we we love your bottles and the logo and mm-hmm. and uh, the logo had a fantastic story attached to it. Yep. Um, in the sign. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's quite the destination. If you're in Metro Detroit, uh, if you find yourself in Michigan, this is uh, definitely this definitely is a worth a, a worth a visit, even if it's only carryout. <laughs> you can get yourself a little snorts, and those are those are airport safe. I, I, they're, you they can take be. them on a plane. I've tried it. Yeah, yeah. I have too. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. I took a big bag, a uh, Ziploc bag of them, and the TSA looked at me and saw that it was gas and let, just let me keep going. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It is flammable, sir. <laughs> take your shoes off, but you can take the right. gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can take the snort. <laughs> All right, but so as we were saying, people were coming and going, grabbing mm-hmm. cocktails, grabbing bottles. Mm-hmm. Jennifer is like doing an amazing job and yep. entertaining everybody as they pass through. Uh, you are doing carryout, right? The state is allowing cocktails to go. Yep. How are you packaging those and, and getting them out? Or do you do like a big batch and have them ready, or are you doing them, you know, at at uh, you know as they call them? Yeah. Excuse me, made to order? Yeah. So we're doing a few different things. We've got uh, cocktail kits, okay. which are kind of do-it-yourself. Mm. So with the kits, you get a, a fifth of whiskey, and you get all the mixing ingredients, uh, everything except the barware and glassware, mm-hmm. but you can also purchase that here. Okay. And that's uh, something that you take home, and in a couple easy steps, you make your own cocktails. Mm-hmm. Then we're also doing bottled cocktails which are pre-mixed cocktails put in bottles um, for lazy people like me, so you can just pour it over ice. That's it, um, man. So we, I look for those. I look for those. And then, uh, additionally, we also do individual cocktails to go. So uh, Jen will make you up a Manhattan or Old Fashioned mm-hmm. We put it in a uh, small cup and seal it up, and so you can just buy a one-off cocktail to go um, and, and take that home as well. Now, does Royal Oak, do they allow folks to kind of walk down the street with, you know? We do not have social districts okay. uh, yet. I've, I've heard some discussion about um, them, you know, potentially creating some, but yeah. at this point we don't. you gotta got to wait till you get home. Okay, right, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Theoretically with you. Um, so so what, are, what are some of the cocktails? Because you said there was one that you, you're just going to launch, and we're going to get a, a little preview of it here. Yeah, so um, once Jen comes back, I'll... Yeah, here she uh, comes. She's, she's, get, she's grabbing some ice. for their cocktails. They're getting thirsty. They made short work of that 100-proof whiskey. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got a whole menu of uh, both cocktail kits and bottled cocktails. And uh, kind of like our whiskeys, mm-hmm. they're constantly rotating to keep things oh, fresh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got some new bottled cocktails coming out that we're really excited about. Uh, the one that uh, you're going to try here in a minute is, so over the summer, we had our slushy machine going, mm. and we did a bourbon creamsicle slushy, okay. and it's probably the best-selling cocktail that we've ever done. So we decided to. Um, uh, this is not a slushy, mm-hmm. uh, but we've decided to uh, evolve that into a bottled cocktail that you just pour over ice. Okay. Um, so we're really excited about this one. We're also doing a bourbon eggnog, uh, all scratch made uh, for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on a uh, bourbon and peanut butter bottled cocktail okay. that might be my favorite. <laughs> um, uh, they've got a strawberry shrub that we have done before they've tweaked it and it's absolutely amazing hmm. and then um we've got another cocktail that um is uh rye whiskey maple syrup burnt cinnamon but then they also smoke the bottle 
before they fill it. And uh, that one I I don't have ready for you to try today, but all of these cocktails are coming out uh, within the next few days. Jen, can you bring the bottle over? Can I trouble you to bring the (laughs) bottle over too? Oh, it's not labeled. It's not a good labeled one? It's not even labeled yet. It's duct tape. Uh, These are... That's cool. No, 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 that's cool. cool. These were just in... uh, So we are getting the... You you are getting R&D right now. um, Oh, my God, that's... That is a sexy looking drink, though. So we plan to so start. You, you, you did the lemon for us and mm-hmm. gave it is the that twist. The, is that an orange peel? Orange oh, peel? orange. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, the light's too bright. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely orange. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Rich. Thank you. So, it's All right, so what's in here again? Um, so that one is uh, bourbon mm-hmm. and cream and um, then our secret orange sickle flavoring oh my god uh, but yeah, it's all fr- yeah. it's all fresh ingredients oh dude oh my god, <laughs> my god. Like yeah, but i'm still smelling on yeah, it yeah yeah whole what 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 do you think the proof on this is um you oh, we're, oh, we're still oh. r&ding things so i don't know but it is a stronger cocktail i'm guessing that uh that one's around 20 that's not a cocktail that's a dessert is that, what is. that is oh, yeah. dude seriously yeah. that yes <laughs> i think it's just exactly like the orange creamsicle popsicles you would have absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I am <laughs> wow lockstep absolutely that yeah. is that is and that's, really fun that's what i mean i i asked for a bourbon cream and they came back with that and it's probably the best selling drink we've ever done God, wow all right so if you're again in the metro detroit area you need to stop in here <laughs> no this is if yeah. you're in royal oak you need to stop in <laughs> here i'm just saying look at that holy crap that is step or two beyond, Th- this beyond is that, this is that dessert cocktail that a lot of folks will look mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. right yep you know yep. when they're out and about they're at a, after a big big dinner or steak or chicken or what have you this is a proper dessert when the weather's cold and you're tired of a pandemic yeah absolutely <laughs> wow this is even fun for the winter though oh, i yeah. mean it's it's yep. this is yep. this is fun mm. cuddled up and It'd be a riot in the summer. It's nice and fun for the yep. yeah. I, I don't think I don't think you put a season on this. Yep. You know when when you go in for a sip, mm-hmm. right? You're always going to get that orange because of you know the way that you guys put the cocktail together with the orange peel and everything. You're always getting that orange yeah. every single time. Yeah, and that. I cannot taste the alcohol in this, and that's what's mm. so incredibly dangerous. Yeah, and it's a strong drink. Co- it's not a. It's not I a wouldn't be drink. Know. Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't. After about three or four, sure. we'd, have, we'd have a different conversation. So, yeah, and all of our bottle cocktails are, are fresh ingredients. We're not trying to extend shelf life. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't last mm-hmm. long. Uh, with a drink like that, you've you've only got a couple weeks to. Um, so you need to, to enjoy this. You You're not going to hang out of this for the sure. summer, but picnic. Um, but I think it's worth it yep. to, yeah, yeah. To, to have. So it is this something that's going to be available now that once you kick it off? Or is it going to be something that'll you? Know, yeah, we'll we'll available? see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, right? um, yeah. we're, we're going to launch it uh, probably this weekend. Oh, and um, you know, as long as people keep drinking it, we'll keep making. Can I have the recipe? Get okay. to <laughs> Motor City Gas. No, I'll just come back and have more. Put your name on the waiting list. <laughs> I am not kidding. Mm. Yeah. So is that something that folks, you know? When you do plan to release uh, a cocktail or a whiskey or a rye, it, it, are there folks where folks can where folks can go and actually put their name on the list so they don't miss out? Or how do you handle? Yeah, you, know, you got a the, newsletter the mailing list. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, during the pandemic, uh, 
we're short staffed. Things yeah. are crazy. So we don't, we haven't been doing any sort of wait list. It's mm-hmm. just been, first you know, come, we, we first get, yeah, first come, first serve. We give people a heads up and, um, uh, you know, it's right now it's just all hands on deck trying to keep, keep the boat going in the right direction. So, um, but our, our customers are used to that mm-hmm. when they come here, uh, everything is first come first serve whiskeys and all. Right. So, uh, yeah. Limited time only. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling that one's going to stick around because I, I think it's going to uh, be a hit. I think you should. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. That's just. And I'm super excited about the other ones, too. The mm-hmm. bourbon eggnog is amazing. The uh, uh, peanut butter and bourbon. You said um, that was your favorite. Why, yeah. Why, what, what, does make, what makes that? You know, I was, I was skeptical, skeptical because of the whole screwball thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But er- Eric was the genius behind that one, and he kept pushing it and pushing it. I said, <laughs> all right, fine, I'll try it. And then once I tried it, I was like, holy cow, this is, this is amazing. So I, I think that one's going to be a hit, too. Excellent. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not only peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, str- a I'm a straight guy. whiskey guy. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. um, <laughs> no, it's not, no, it's not a screwball. It's just, I, you know, peanut, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not down with peanut butter. Oh yeah. I'm just so it's people go, Oh, you gotta, and it's like, oh, well, who did it? What's the thing? I hate pickles. Mm. I hate, 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 hate. What hate, happens hate if, uh, pickles. what happens if a pickle shows up on your uh, um, plate? I'm allergic. I, I break out into hissy fits. <laughs> 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 so, but we're at a bar and boozing it up with. I was with Bob and Dave. And yeah, we were at like yeah. some uh, obnoxious karaoke bar. The, other, the owners of uh, uh, Podcast Detroit. Like, oh, let's do shots, and I'm like, that's your mantra. And <laughs> and, and so they're and so they're like, oh, you do this, then you do this, and I'm like, okay, so I do that, and then I do that, that 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 that, that second that one was it was just pickle juice. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I literally just I gagged and I just it right back out it was like horrific so there's a few things that i just i'm not just not down with so it's like you're like going peanut butter and you're like i'm like don't make a scratchy face don't make a scratchy face don't make a scratchy face but matt matt's down with matt will try it i'll try anything once that's it i might try it again if i like that it. explains college <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> spot on, Jamie. Spot on. <laughs> Excellent. All so, right. you know, Rich, I cannot appreciate the time you've afforded us. I Thank know you. you're incredibly no, busy. I appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, but we just really, really enjoy what, excuse me, what you do here oh, thank and you. how you do it and the way you go about it and just your knowledge. Thank so you. So thank you for sharing with us tonight. Yeah, oh, people, thank you, a, guys. It's a, jewel, it's a jewel in the city. I mean, not just Royal Oak, but it's, it's the metro Detroit area. It's, it's, it's something people, people should do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to go to the cider mill. You got to you got to go to the zoo. You, you got to go to Motor City at Motor City Gas Whiskey. Motor City Gas. You got to make it a stop mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be all back open for service here soon. Um, I got your back. In the meantime, it's just carry <laughs> just, out. Uh, MotorCityGas.com is that uh, MotorCityGas.com. We, we we got our menu up there, and um, if you want to learn a little bit more about us, mm-hmm. uh, we're also on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So whenever we pop new whiskeys, we uh, blast it out on all that stuff. Awesome. That you do. <laughs> all right. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And cheers, right? Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs>